Hello and welcome to Just Keep Writing. A panel for writers. Our writers. To keep you writing. I'm Marshall. I'm Nick. I'm not Brent. <laughs> and I'm Will. I'm so glad you did that, LP. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Brent Lambert couldn't be here tonight, so I'm filling in. I'm LP Kindred. I write speculative fiction. I edit speculative fiction. And I talk mad stuff. And you're awesome. And we had you on the show before. And welcome back. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad to be here. All right. So this is going to be a different approach to what we normally do. We are basically sitting here at Surrey and writing excuses convention, I guess is the best way to say it. And uh, we're here to do a panel Q&A deal. So, Will, you're going to guide us through some things and we'll ask for some input from the audience soon. And uh, we'll just go from there and hope maybe we'll use this audio. If not, we're going to have a conversation either way. Here we are. Yeah, I just I wanted us to talk about building a writing community and building a inclusive writing community and just what our own journeys have, how it started. So I think we should, since Marshall and Nick founded the podcast, I think they would really be a great way to start off. So Marshall, talk to me about like how you found your writing community and what your journey has been. Oh, that's a I didn't realize you were going to start with that particular question, I guess. But um, how I found this writing community was actually through writing excuses um, and the cruise. Um, and that's where I met Nick. Uh, and Nick, <laughs> meeting Nick was a trip. And I'll, 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 I'll go Stop. back to that in a minute. I'll go back to that in a minute. Stop. Um, I was a pleasure. <laughs> you were a pleasure. But before that, my writing community was a little bit different. Um, I, you know, through school and stuff like that, I, I did not have the best. I never very supportive group. And so when I decided to do the writing excuses cruise, it was actually a gift from my wife. Um, Cause I was like, I really want to do this thing. It sounds awesome. I didn't know anybody. Um, long story short, I did meet Nick on that cruise. I met some of the other folks sitting here um, in our panel as well in our audience, let's say audience. Um, but when I met Nick, uh, we kind of became friends pretty quick. Everybody thought we were roommates. We've never been roommates on the cruise. Um, to this day, that's a story we have to explain to people. My roommate was actually ah. Eric, who was amazing. And he was actually on the last cruise. I didn't get to go on. But uh, but me and Nick uh, got to be really close friends. And at some point during the cruise, I don't know, I'm going to pass over to Nick at some point. Uh, you said something about starting a podcast. And I don't know why you said that. I already had a podcast going that is now in hiatus. Uh, don't roll your eyes at me. You know this happened. And then I said, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, is what I said. And? It, yeah, you said that for months. So, and here we are. Two well, and a half, almost three years later. Yeah, but you started sending me, like, logos and all this other stuff. I said, okay, we have to have a plan. We got to do this right. Um, and I feel like we had good intentions when we started it. Uh, we really oh, want to start. Uh, we got to really close with some folks on the cruise. We want to start a more community based uh, podcast for aspiring writers mostly. And then what it came down to was we needed more help than we had. And then at some point I went to Utah and then Will comes into the picture. Am I telling the story correctly? I think I'm telling the story correctly. You are oh. telling, you're telling the story correctly and you're, frame of reference but i want to go back to nick i knew this was about <laughs> I, I don't think you answered this question correctly marshall did you uh which, question? <laughs> which question no he answered it i think as far 
starting the podcast. So my question is this though, Marshall, you go on to writing excuses and you meet Nick, but I want to talk about like, how was it being the first time at this event where you didn't know anyone, you were nervous, you were scared. And what was the reception like? What was your first observations like? Can you talk about that? Observations as far as the community that was there? Correct. And just about how your feelings were about like stepping into this and what made you gravitate towards it once you were there. Everything happened fairly quickly. I feel like Um, you just kind of we just got to know people really, really uh, well, really fast. And all of a sudden you're sitting in the bar with people and talking about your writing. You're talking about um, what you want to do in the writing community and what you need really. Right. And so those conversations come up fairly organically, I feel like. Um, but yeah, it, it, it happened all of a sudden, like two days later, I was walking around the boat with Gabriel and some other folks eating pizza and talking about writing. And like, it just all of a sudden was there. And that community that I feel like I never had all of a sudden was there. And I had choices of who I could spend that time with. And I think, um, that was kind of the best part about that first cruise for me was not only meeting amazing people, um, like Piper who just jumped in, but at the same time, like being able to have these conversations that I couldn't have with anybody else. Does that answer your question at all? Yes, that did. So Nick, we're going to turn it over to you. So you went to the writing excuses cruise, but what was, what, why'd you start there? And then I want you to talk about how you felt about the reception and then also meeting Marshall. So to start off, I I think it was a year before that cruise even started. I booked as soon as I could. Um, it was my graduation present to myself for my bachelor's. Um, and unbeknowingly, it was a present of surviving leukemia cancer as well. So for me, it was a big stepping stone for me to branch out into what I wanted to do with my life, knowing that I've had health issues I was moving to places like I was 27 years old at the time, 28 years old at the time. And I just graduated college. So my life journey took a different turn at that point. I was a little bit older. So like for me, going to ride excuses the first time, it was the first writer's thing I've ever done. I had no expectations other than I'm going to be on a cruise ship for a week. So if the writing stuff sucks, I'm going to be on a cruise ship still, right? But it just kind of turned out like we all started becoming friends through Discord ahead of time. And that's how me and Marshall started talking because we had a lot of things in common. We both had flight delays and stuff like that. So it was like, hey, cool, I'll I'll wait for you. We're both at the same airport. Another delay happened. It's like we couldn't meet up then. And so it just kind of worked out that way, meeting each other. And it's for me, it was really different because it was such a diverse group of people compared to the military life that I was used to and being out in Utah and being in college, like it's pretty much my experience, super white. So like, it was really diverse group of people that I got to be with and be around and learn. I think that's the biggest thing I took away from the cruise is there's a whole nother life out there that I don't know about. I don't have experiences in and Marshall Clinton test. I will ask questions until I'm blue in the face because I just want to know, like, I just want to learn so I can understand you better as a person, not for any other ill intentions. You know what I mean? Um, so I didn't have a writing community before this. So the, the cruise has been great. It's 
helped me network, it helped me meet people. I mean, we've launched a podcast off of it because of the conversations that we were having on the cruise ship amongst ourselves. We felt like we needed to bring that to people who were just like us, who were just decided, hey, I don't know what to do with writing. I just know I like it. You know, we wanted to provide that information out there for them as well. Okay, great. And um, talk about the starting of the podcast, like, you know, the goal for this, for the podcast was, and then how it has evolved for you. So it started on the Nick, ship. What was the original goal? <laughs> I don't know. I just know when we walk, we used to walk around being like, so here's the thing. <laughs> and we would, we would jump into some stupid subject. That was the original name like, of the show. You guys need to have a podcast. And we we're like, okay, done. We'll do it. So it kind of started off as a joke. And then it, it kind of like we were having conversations at two or three o'clock in the morning. And like these are conversations starting at like dinner, lunch that day. And we were going 12, 15, 14 hours with it. And we were just like, dude, there's there's got to be a better way. Like, I don't want to lose this right here. These conversations and this camaraderie. And so that's what stuck with me from the podcast for the podcast is I didn't have it back in Utah. I didn't have a group back in Utah. It was me and Marshall texting every single day for months, just about writing, trying to get tips, like trying to read other podcasts and books. And I was terrible at reading books at the time too. So it, it was for me, writing excuses helped me find, find, find a, a small community and the podcast helped me launch a bigger community. Yeah, so the original idea behind the show was, like I said, more community-based, but at the same time, giving people like manageable tasks if they were just getting into writing and stuff like that. Like we had kind of like writing excuses, not homework, but challenges that we were putting out there. Like try this thing, try this thing. This worked for us. Try this thing. Um, but we obviously have no idea what we're doing on some level as no. well, and so. <laughs> We, we floundered a little bit. We stayed somewhat consistent. Um, and then I went out to Utah for L2E. You know, I, I convinced you to come out to Utah for the year before was one of the better writing events that I went to. And the year after was one of the worst. I don't anticipate I'm going to go back to Utah. And I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kind of kidding. But I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to go to that event again. But the it's best be part about that event... Carpet. But the best part about that event was um, Nick had already been talking to Will. I don't even know. We have to go back to that, how you guys met. Uh, so Will and I actually met the same time we launched the podcast was at Futurescapes. That's right. In 2019. Um, so and I did the same thing I did to Marshall. Um, texted Will almost every single day. Uh, we were just talking and getting to know each other and, and stuff like that and becoming friends that way through through writing, which was great. Um, and then, yeah, I went and to then, Utah. And then a year sad. later, you showed up to Utah. <laughs> I went to Utah, went to this event, um, and had way more fun sitting around talking to Nick and Will and, and Will's friend Sarah than actually going to the event. And then before we knew it, I guess the short version is now Will is on the show helping us stay sane. Let's go with that. I don't, we, I don't know. I would say we are very adaptable, Marshall, the two of us, especially oh. in the beginning first year. Oh, for sure. We, were re we wanted to be better. And like we knew we knew what we needed to do, but we didn't have the motivation and the drive to kind of do that um, for yeah. ourselves because we didn't have the experience. And then 
meaning well, will if y'all don't know this, he's a voracious reader. He can digest a book faster than a garbage disposal, I swear. Like, and then he can he can give you the best information out of that book every single time for you to learn. And he does it so quickly, like it was just kind of a no-brainer. Like we brought him on in June and for Pride, kind of as like a test episode to see how things would go between the three of us. And after that, it was just kind of like, no, we have to have him on. Like Will makes it will makes the conversation better each time because he brings a different dynamic and a different voice into just keep writing. And he's a good interviewer, which is some but something we sorely needed as well. So that yeah we're, we're, can, i know will you deep, love when we compliment dives. you i know you love it but we're doing it anyway but uh let's do you have something to add on how we all met or do you want to get to lp and then open it up to the group or where are we at with this um i'll explain where i came on okay, okay good yeah, thank um you. i knew this was coming i <laughs> me and nick met at futurescape in 2019 and we talked briefly but it was after that that me and nick were talking a lot and i think nothing surprises me more delightfully because if you really look at our backgrounds and where nick was coming from politically at the time and just his experiences they're radically different on the surface and i think we started really having nuanced deep conversations and where things could have been really charged, it really became a thing of discussions, you know, and why certain things I had disagreed with or that like, you know, like, do you understand where I'm coming from? And then I feel like this was the evolution of our friendship, you know, um, we were being exposed to each other in another atmosphere we probably wouldn't have been exposed to. I certainly wouldn't have been exposed to it because I live in a bubble in New York, you know, um, and being in LA too, I also sometimes felt like I lived in a bubble, you know, you're surrounded by very, um, people who aren't living in, uh, the middle part of the country or like without a major city. So it was just a really, great way that we could discuss and we discussed books and we discussed writing and like our love of star wars and things like that and it was before pride actually that i was on nick was like we want to have you on the podcast we were talking and then like right after we did the pride episode is when they were like right before we did it actually they were like we want to have you yeah Um, and then the pride episode was the first episode and really truly um all I did, I was already listening to the podcast and I I really just loved the conversations they were having because they were raw and honest. And, you know, we were all really beginning writers, you know, and I feel, I will say I am still a beginning writer. Um, and I feel, you know, we learn from each other and we learn from our experiences because we're radically different. And Brent is not here, but I want to tell you that it was, I saw Brent on Twitter and I think it was through um, Fire Magazine that he is the social media director and he also, you know, does editing and everything. Um, Me and Brent were going back and forth about cartoons, I think. 
And I started paying attention to what Brent was putting out there. And I just felt Brent had a really unique perspective that was unlike any of ours. And I knew that if he could guest star and come on, that it would add another layer that we just we desperately needed in a way because, you know, all of us challenge each other in different ways. We're all coming from different walks of life and different perspectives. And I think that goes down to a community and the way things can be inclusive. You have to, you can't just expect inclusiveness and diversity to come at you. You have to make it an effort to really get people who sometimes you might not agree with, but you bring into the conversation, as long as those conversations are respectful and, you know, conducive, right? So that's when Brent came on. Um, and he's not here with us because he's writing his New York Times n- number one bestseller uh, novella. <laughs> so, Brent, we're we're here with you. We know it's going to hit number one. Luck, so Brent. everyone pre-order. Um, we'll put in a link in when we know when it's coming out. Um, so he's here with us in spirit. LP was someone that Brent brought on the show. Um, and we're going to I'm going to hand the mic over to LP and. Um, his journey is um, going to be different than us because we met him through Brent and he came on to one of our episodes that will be included in the link that you should definitely all listen to. And so LP, what was your first um, step into building a writing community? Um, I've been uh, some kind of artist most of my life. So community has always been a big part of that. Um, when I started writing, um, I knew that I wanted to write science fiction and I had to find people who were writing science fiction like I was writing science fiction. And so that caused me to find fire around the time the nano was starting. I, I tried nano several times, uh, fell miserably all but one of them. And uh, during November, uh, fire has an event called Voices on Fire where they uh, invite uh, BIPOC SFF writers to join up in this like uh, this uh, community of writing short fiction, and the person who gets the most words in their category, you know, whether it's science fiction, fantasy, sci fantasy, magical realism, horror, um, they will get a critique from uh, one of the editors of up to like five thousand words. So I was like, oh, great. So at the time, there was a thing called uh, One Word Wednesday where there's still a thing called One Word Wednesday, but we don't fuck with it anymore. Uh, So we, one word, one line, words, I can do this, one line Wednesday. And so (laughs) uh, every Wednesday, the people who were doing Voices on Fire would post what they were writing, like their one line, and then you hashtag Voices on Fire, and then the account would retweet. And every time I saw something great, um, I would ask people if they wanted to be in like a Twitter group chat and there's a Twitter group chat that's not very active, but we're very loving, the Mothership Collective. And then I uh, got invited to a secret place that only Black people know. And uh, that's how me and Brent became closer. And tell everyone about uh, some of the other writing communities that you've established and, you know, um what you wanted, why you wanted to establish them and what you're working on right now with them. 
Great. So the Mothership Collective is a very quiet one on, on Twitter. Love those people. Uh, there's the secret black one that I, I will reference but never say out loud. And then uh, there are enclaves all around, like taking a lot of classes. I've started writing groups from being just in classes like, hey, let's take this on the road and we'll listen to the rest of our writing lives. Uh, but I think the one that you're talking about is uh, Voodoo Knots, which is a collective, it's a grassroots collective of uh, Black speculative writers. And uh, the four of us, uh, founded by Yvette, uh, Lisa Ndilobu, and uh, Shingai and Jerry Kagunda, and then me and Hugh H.D. Hunter are the Coco founders. And so we, they acknowledged, the girls acknowledged a, um, the isolation and under, underrepresentation of Black people in speculative fiction and Black writers in speculative fiction. And so we wanted to create accessibility and opportunities and give craft opportunities to people and ask them to sell their stories instead of like trying to recreate the stories that we'd already seen. So Voodoo Nots Every Summer does a, we call it a workshop, but it's kind of more like a symposium because it's like, the last one was three days. There were four two-hour workshops. We had talks from, we've had talks from Nana Kwame Ajirunia, who wrote Friday Black, uh, uh, Ebony Dunbar, who's the managing editor at Fire. We had uh, Kayla Leitner, who is an agent at Aisha Pande Literary, uh, Jamar Perry, sure, uh, C.L. Clark, uh, Jamar J. Perry, all debut authors uh, this year and next, uh, and, uh, and Jerry, uh, uh, Sojourner Campbell, who is a uh, YouTuber who talks about Black speculative fiction solely. Um, just like give people some skills, give them some things to think about to help them jump off and create some new things. In those spaces, we've created community for them to talk, not just like uh, vertical community, but also horizontally and diagonally, just like we're all in communication. Um, and bring people into a space to let everyone know, like, we need your work. Like, you, the people who make you feel like you can write something wild and spectacular and do new things, you're going to do that for someone else. And so we need your work. Oh, I forgot, Tim Fielder. Tim Fielder, uh, the author of Infinitum, author and artist of Infinitum. That man is amazing. He gave a great talk this year. That's awesome. Uh, I'm just reading some of the comments. Grillmaster Ralston, that cracks me up. <laughs> that sounds about right. I am not a grillmaster. Okay. Oh my God. Whatever. You so call me what the time. You. What do you, you call me all the so time? Father oh Time. God, yes. You're so really? aggressive in your interviews. Well, literally, <laughs> th three people in this room have been interviewed by you for the show. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Also, um, let's be clear. Yeah. I want to come back on the show as much as possible because my goal. And coming on the show is to make Will cry because <laughs> I've it, I've seen a mix up of people crying. I, I, I just I, I just I just has it happened yet, LP? Did it happen Not yet. yet? We'll, we'll get there. This is my second okay. time on the show. It's gonna okay. happen. LP. We'll, oh, that's we'll true. It. That's true. I forget we talk. Other than that, um, <laughs> you thought I was really mean. Well, I'm sorry. It's, um, it's okay. It's good. And I, 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 I will oh, I love, read I love Piper's comment. She was not intimidated by Will. <laughs> well, you know she what? Said what she said with her whole chest. You thought Will was delightful. Thank you, Piper. Um, <laughs> Should we let people so, unmute and, and and say words too, or what? Or what do we want to well, do next? We can do that in a minute. Okay. Um, I'll tell you when. Okay. Fair so enough. I want to roll back. I love, for a minute. I love hearing Piper say <laughs> words, which is why I, I said that. I want to roll back for a minute because for me, what really led me to Futurescape actually was Surrey. 
um, because I attended Surrey in 2017 and 2018. And um, that's when, and I went to Surrey because I heard Mary Robinette talk about the workshop on writing excuses. And I just felt like it would be a really good time. And um, it was both equally um, welcoming and um, interesting, you know, to kind of see the type of writers. And I think what they've worked really hard on is uh, getting different types of people uh, to talk. And I have to say one of the best lecturers I ever saw at Surrey um, was Alyssa Cole. Alyssa is a romance writer primarily, but also has been doing a lot of, she came out with a thriller this year. And the reason I say that was one of the best uh, workshop talks that I've ever been to is she really, I never really read a lot of romance and she really talked about why romance is so important in any genre and how it can actually fuel tensions. And last year during um, the apocalypse, when it was starting, I really needed happiness. And so I tore through her books. So for me, Surrey led to Futurescape. Futurescape led to meeting Nick, and then it led to meeting Marshall. And Marshall and Nick introduced me to my friend, um, Billy, who was at Futurescape, and we started talking. And Billy is the, um, the energy behind starting my writing group uh, called The Immortals, that are with um, R.J. Taylor, uh, Gabriel Salmoron. I always say your name wrong. I always want to call you. um, Yeah, and I should know better um, because I'm tired. Um, And then um, Josh, which I'm totally drawing a blank at Josh's last name, but he can be just Josh. Um, Like I'm just Will. So actually I want to turn this over to Billy and talk about... um, how we met, and then also about thinking about starting a writing group. So Billy, if you can jump in and just talk about community. Okay. Hello. Hi, everyone. Uh, Thanks for inviting me, Will. Um, Yeah, my sort of writing community started with uh, writing excuses in 2018. Um, I, uh, I was kind of that was my first entryway into a writing community ever. I um, was going through this intense diagnostic process. I was, uh, I didn't really know if I was going to make it through. I have a a weird, rare genetic disorder. And, um, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to apply to this writing excuses cruise. I've never done anything like this before. And I listen to the podcasts all the time. And especially the, the, like, cruise podcasts where they're actually on the cruise. I always would think like how amazing would it be to sit through one of those like recordings. But anyway, so I applied for the scholarship and I got it and I went there and I met um, Marshall and I met Nick and I met RJ um, and Patrick and I continued to talk to RJ and Patrick. Um, and then they actually encouraged me to go to Futurescapes um, one time. And so then I applied to that in 2020, I guess, and went to Futurescapes 
And I was terrified there too, because I'm like really inexperienced with writing conventions. And I was just walking around and I bumped into Marshall and Nick and I was like, I know you, uh, please talk to me. Um, <laughs> and they said, uh, you know, here's Will. And then Will and I got close, like really quickly, like everybody else left and we like went and got pizza. And I swear I've had, you know, I'm a therapist and I feel like we went deeper than I do ever in therapy sessions. Um, we just like immediately connected um, and, uh, and continued to talk for a long time after that. And I was coming off of a rejection, I think. And I texted Will and was just like, you know, um, this is a writing rejection. This is, I'm fast forwarding in time, but um, I think it was like a year later and, and I just got a writing rejection. And I said to Will, I'm, I'm not improving. I don't really know what to do. Um, I really feel like I need a writing group. And Will said, oh, I'm your writing group. And I was like, okay. Um, and I said, let's get some other people. Uh, and I said, I'm going to invite RJ and Patrick and, um, and Josh and Josh Swinson. Um, and Will said, I'm going to invite Gabe. I met Gabe in, in 2018 as well, but Will is the one who invited Gabe. And, uh, um, and he said, I'm going to invite this guy, Gabe. And, and I was, do you know him? And I was like, Oh my God, I love Gabe. Um, and so that's kind of how our writing group, um, started and it's been kind of taking off since. And, we've all gotten really close. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. It's like, sometimes it's group therapy in a really good way. Um, when we're working together, uh, and we have some really, um, challenging conversations too. Um, we don't, um, we don't shy away from challenging each other's writing and, uh, and encouraging, uh, each other to grow and stuff like that. So that's the, that's the whole story. I want to add a couple of things with what Billy said. I think going to the conventions and actually like what Billy said is like immediately we started talking and there's a lot of things. You know, you go into these writing workshops or you talk to people and a lot of times our writing is so personal and you're exposing yourself. And I think with me and Billy specifically, more so than I think anyone else I think I've met, we had a lot of commonalities of things that really drove us to write more so than almost anyone I've met so far. And I think that's what made us really get close really quick. And for our writing group, really it's Billy's, Billy's the mastermind behind it of like, really like thinking about it. And when he talks about him struggling, Billy's an amazing writer and he writes so good. And I learn stuff from him all the time. And I am going to introduce you to Gabe, who is also a part of our uh, writing circle. And Gabe, talk to me about when I asked you where you were with your writing and what made you... Um, want to create a writing group with us and also how it's changed your writing habits. Um, hi everyone. Um, well, it was, it was a very interesting story for me because I had been for years trying to get into our writing group because in all of the things that I heard, everyone was like the best thing for a writer is getting a writing group. And I tried and I tried like with people that I met at conventions, like for years, I started going to conventions in 2015, maybe. And I like, could never, I don't know, I, I could make friends, but I don't know, just not people that were serious enough. 
I suppose, or serious at the level that I was in in that sense. And uh, just the moment that Will asked me, because I met Will at Surrey last year, and uh, because of Marshall and Nick, we were just hanging out at night, and then Will came on, and I had heard Will on the podcast, and it was like, oh, this, like, I would love for this guy to read my stuff. Like, I would love his feedback. That's literally the thing that I heard, that I thought every single time. And then just serendipity struck, and uh, I became friends with Will during Surrey last year. We added each other on Facebook, and some, like, a couple of months later, was it Will? That you said, hey, were you... Would you like to be in a writing room? I think you didn't even ask me like anything else. We talked about writing and then you were like, want to be part of this? Like, yes, please. Like I, I felt a little bit of imposter syndrome because of, and then when I learned who I was with, I learned in the email chain. Like he didn't even tell me who this was going to be with. And then I saw the emails I was like, RJ, RJ, this RJ, and then Billy. <laughs> and for sure, uh, RJ, I met her at WXR, and it was a dinner. And I met RJ and, and Patrick. And it was, I'm sure everyone has felt this with people, that you just click with people. And it's people that you would wish you've, you'd met before, and you'd met for years. And the same thing happened to me with Billy. It was the exact same thing. Like, I would have loved to connect more, but we had, like, there's a lot of people in WXR. Like, at the end, the last days, like, hey, I've seen your face, but I do not know your name. And, uh, but with RJ and Billy, it just clicked. And I went, when I saw their names, it's like, why am I here? Like, this is so great. And now, well, fast forward, and it's literally one of the best, the best things that has happened in my life. Like, honestly, it's, there's no doubt about it. Now they're my friends on the level that I say that I would invite them, that I will invite them to my wedding, that kind of friend, that kind of level of friend, you too, Marshall, of course. Oh no. Yeah. It, it's going to be on a beach in Mexico. So you're going to be very happy there. Well, I was, invi- and, uh, I was inviting myself either way, Gabriel. I'll just let you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. You'll be there. You'll be there. <laughs> also, um, which beach? <laughs> Acapulco Pacific beach on mm. West side. It's amazing. But, but yeah, it's, it's been a journey and uh, I'm so happy to be at this writing group because it's all the advice I heard before. It's literally the best thing you can do as a writer because it has kept me writing so, so much consistently, not lately, but in general has had me writing so much and I've gotten feedback that I would never get otherwise. Like I could get it maybe with beta readers and a lot of people, but this is just, it's just so much. It's those kinds of things that give me so much energy. I, we might even go like five hours, six hours, sometimes Billy and we're just talking into the night. Even if it's a school night, it's just, (laughs) it's incredible. It's the best thing. Um, okay. Yeah. I have to say it is the best thing. Um, RJ, so RJ, I'm going to introduce RJ next. RJ is, I feel like the queen bee of the group. She is prolific. Her stories are, ugh, I just cannot wait till she gets published because truly, honestly, she is one of the most gifted writers I've ever read. And everyone, 
when her book comes out, we are going to shout it out because she is that just great of a writer. And we are so lucky to have her in our group. Um, so RJ, talk to me about, you know, when Billy came to you about forming a writing group, like why you uh, blessed us so. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, Will. <laughs> I don't know what to say now. Um, uh, it was it was actually, it was, it was kind of magical, to be honest, because I was in um, in a space where I was looking for a group that was going to be meeting regularly and that was going to be um, sharing work. Um, because I was in a, a writing group before um, with Patrick, who has been referenced before, who was my husband, who I met on the writing excuses cruise. So um, for those of you who don't know, love, romance uh, is possible on these cruises, not just great writing. Um, <laughs> um, but I um, so we had been in a writing group and we were sharing work, but it, we kind of turned into a little bit more of a friend group and um, we would just hang out and talk about writing. And it wasn't the kind of like every week, every two weeks kind of thing. So I got it in my head in December, like, you know, next year, I think my, uh, my new year's resolution, I'm going to, I would like to have a writing group that meets regularly. And then like, you know, that week, Billy emailed me like, would you, would you and Patrick want to join a writing group? Do you guys want to come and do this thing? And then, um, and then it turned into the immortals and, uh, it's, it's, as Gabe said, literally like one of the best things to have happened. So, um, I really like, I feel like all of our like writing has leveled up tremendously from this. I know mine has, and just being able to meet repeatedly and be being honest, I think is such a, um, difference in that, like, I wrote, I handed in a story a, a few weeks ago and got great feedback from you guys about it. And I was like, this, I know you would tell me, you know, like I, I trust you to be honest so that when, when, when I feel like I wrote something and it hit home, it like, it really, it really makes a difference, um, to feel, to feel like I, I nailed it. So, um, yeah. That's awesome. That's <laughs> so just for everyone listening or in attendance, I'd say like our writing group meets twice a month. And then every fourth meeting, we actually, one of us chooses a book that we wanted to read and share with everyone. And then we have a whole um, time set aside about what we really loved about the book, what we learned from the book, what maybe we would do differently about the book. And when Billy mentioned earlier about tough conversations, there have been times when we were reading things that we would have really tough conversations about, you know, um, say the way we are so inundated with the way Western culture views writing, showing and telling, you know, we got into a really big discussion about that over a book that we read. Um, and also I think as we progressed forward, it's our conversations have gotten more honest about um, what we like and don't like. And we're all sensitive enough to understand that when we are being hard on someone that we are really meaning it um, from the purest place. But I'm going to turn it over to the boys in a minute, but I also want to add one more thing. I've been struggling the past couple months 
with just having value as a person and as a writer. And I've really been struggling with it. Um, So much so that I haven't been able to submit as often because sometimes when you have experiences that make you feel devalued, it is sometimes harder to share something that is personal or that you feel that is personal. So I feel that with my writing group have been nothing but encouraging and thoughtful and have taken the time to separately outside of our writing group to discuss my feelings. And sometimes that's what you need. You need a support network that's really going to walk you through about where you're at writing and what you need for writing and um, to not quit. Because I think I was really close to just not writing at all. So I'm going to hand it over to Marshall, who started first. No, no, it was first. But if you had stopped writing, that's kind of counter to the, the concept behind our podcast, what? which is just keep writing. What's that tagline by your name? Just keep so, what? So the fact that you even said that, uh, I'm appalled by that. But That's I'm going to let it go. because But the it. fact that I just said that is yeah. something that anyone who's been writing, there comes a time, I feel like, with almost every artist when you just feel like, maybe I can't do this. Maybe I'm going to just be very honest about what I struggle with. I really struggle with, can I write well? Do I have something to say? And honestly, a lot of my struggles have been about, do I have value? You know, I think sometimes when you come from broken places, and I think a lot of times all of us are broken in different ways, but for me, there's been a lot of sadness and death in my life that has really affected me. And I think it is always a thing of, can I articulate myself and can I tell a story that has meaning that people would want to hear or that I even want to hear? So those are the things in the past couple of months that I've been struggling with and that how my writing group has really helped me. Well, and that occasion people from broken places don't have places to look for people who can relate to them or in some cases who've gotten out of a broken place or still in a broken place. And that, that isolation can be damning in a lot of ways. So as a person from a broken place to a person from a broken place, you have to write if not for well, you have to write for yourself first and foremost, but uh, you don't have, it's not possible for you to have an understanding of how writing about those experiences will help and or give permission to someone else. So write for you first and then give it a second and let other people respond because you don't know, you don't know what butterfly effect your writing and presence will have in someone else's life. So trust that. I'm not in your writing group. Thanks. I'm not either. (laughs) Go ahead. I also am 100% your friend and have been here as part of your community regardless, right? And so that's that's why I said what I said a second ago by I wouldn't have said, I would never encourage you to stop writing because what everybody's saying in the chat and what LP said is 100% true. Um, We're here for each other, right? And we all met for a reason and we're all here in this room together for a reason, right? Um, but before I keep going on to what I was going to say earlier, I'm going to go to Nick. He was first. Okay. So I got a small sort of soapbox to, to kind of stand on, but first (laughs) question in the chat for what I forget what you guys call yourselves. Well, um, infinite 
How can you forget the Immortals, man? The Immortals. The immortals. Sorry. Uh, my group is called the Immortals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, LP dropping jokes. Um, yeah. Anyways, does your group write all in the same genre or are you guys writing in different genres? I can all answer that. So we all uh, write in science fiction and fantasy um, to different levels. I think um, so far we've submitted things that were adult, but I have a young adult um, novel that I wrote that I I actually haven't gotten a chance to share it with my um, group. I wrote a memoir and I wrote a uh, a, a a contemporary YA novel that is actually just written in verse, which I haven't been able to share with them. So right now we've just been sharing like a lot of our science fiction and fantasy work. Well, and to add to that too, Nick and myself are actually taking classes in a master's program and having to write outside of our comfort zones. So I have written, what was the first thing, Nick? I wrote a YA mystery short story. I wrote a romance historical mm. romance recently uh but my my yeah, wheelhouse no. is is um, sci-fi fantasy but i've been writing all kind. we're about to write a mystery like was hard-boiled i don't know a hard, uh, hard-boiled noir yeah like it, it is great fun um i think so my, my little soapbox here right it's about writing groups oh i thought you were um, already no okay yeah what i'm just kidding go ahead <laughs> okay um not every writing group's the same not every writing group is going to have the same goals. Not every writing group is going to be the same for you. I think kind of introducing how we got started as, as a podcast and a community, the community first is there to support other writers, regardless of where you're at in your journey. Um, that's what I like about our community is the intersectionality that we have and the support that we have for each other. Our writing group is totally different than the community though. In my opinion, that is where do you have an accountability group? Do you have a group that you guys just like to talk about writing and review books or you like the immortals and you guys are an intense, basically workshop each week, each month with each other. Um, so kind of my soapbox there is you got to find what works for you because not everyone's going to have the output to write 10,000 words in a week and then immediately hand it over to be critiqued but not everyone's going to have the patience to be with a group that is an accountability group and only check in to make sure each other is completing their goals. So there's, there's a lot that goes into that. So take a look at that, find out what, for what works for you on that angle. Um, and no, well, I'm not putting my hand down because I am important right now and I'm not letting you have that control back. Um, <laughs> So that's, want, that's, that's what I wanted to say on that one. Um, <laughs> oh, this is so funny. I, want, I love it. I want to add I something else so real much. quick. I want to add something else real quick because I, I forgot to mention it. Don't put actually, your hand up. Uh, you don't have your yeah, hand right. up, sir. There are three of us we with also, our hands up. I hate we to tell also, you. Um, in my writing group, write horror. So that is another... Um, example of things that we're writing um so it's science fiction fantasy and horror my writing group is basically messaging me and being like there's also horror i'm sorry i forgot everyone um so go ahead, Nick, what did you well, have to say that's important I, 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 i'm done there i just really think you know writing groups are very personal um i i think it, like marshall was saying with school i cried to marshall writing a story 
I, out of 30, 40 students we had, like I cried writing a short, I cried writing six words, reading six words to him. Like, and so for me, a writing group can be that personable, can be that ingrained into your everyday life and in your writing. Yeah. And I, I think I did the same. We were back and forth that night. Like that was, a we tough, were a hot mess that, that week, let's be honest. <laughs> All right. So that aside, I want to go back to something, um, that folks had said earlier, uh, about conventions. Like I think Gabriel was saying how like you, you go to conventions and you hope I've, I've been to a lot of different conventions and I'm just throwing the convention angle back out there because I've been to some geek conventions and I've also been to writing conventions um, and stuff like that. And the networking part of it is always going to be there, but if, but coming away from it with a, a goal, like a writing group can be a lot harder. So I'm, I'm really stoked that Gabriel, you were able to able to do that because, you know, I met so many people going to conventions, but like you don't always come away with those um, lasting effects and those close knit groups every time. Right. Um, So, you know, conventions are really good for networking, meeting people, but at the same time, um, don't get discouraged, I guess is what I want to put out there. As far as if you're not coming away with it, the first couple of years or whatever, coming away with what you hoped, because there's a lot of things working at the same time uh, when you go to conventions, depending on where people are, when you meet them, um, you know, who you end up meeting and, and what they're there for can be different than what you plan on being there for too. So um, I just want to throw it out there. Conventions are wonderful networking things. Retreats are great, but um, at the same time, uh, you know, it's, it can be discouraging too. If, if you come away, come away from it, without what you plan to come away with. If, I, don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but I, I just wanted to speak to what Gabriel was saying because we've all met um, and had some amazing, uh, especially RJ, some amazing uh, um, results from conventions and retreats, but uh, it's, it doesn't always happen that way, but don't, but don't give up because you can always meet those folks. So. I want to um, answer a question. Um, it says, I'm wondering about numbers in a group. Are you a group of eight and how does that work with word count? So for uh, my group, the immortals, there's five of us. We meet every other week. We have a maximum number of 8,000 words up to 8,000 words that you can submit. Some of us submit way less. Some of us submit 8,000 RJ um, each session. And, um, (laughs) you know, some people are just more prolific. It's okay. We love her. And um, then we critique it from there and we go from there. Um, But we do, we do up to that. Uh, The way we work it is, and we've been, we've been tweaking this a little bit before we were doing like uh, um, seven minutes of us giving critique back. Well, that person just uh, listens and then they have 10 minutes of questions and follow-up. But what we've noticed is that what we're really trying to do now is that sometimes we need that person to come in after the first person has finished their critique. And instead of waiting for everyone to finish, to ask questions, to see that that was what I was working on. And I think now that we've been working with each other, we also will ask specific questions. Hey, I need to know if this is working when you're reading it. And I think that is... um, something that's really been beneficial. 
And I think we've also gotten to a level of comfort where we have been really um, direct about when things aren't working, you know, but also giving space to maybe try this and to give space for someone to correct it, not to give uh, prescriptiveness to the story that we want to write. So Marshall, to you. Well, my hand has just been up. Uh, So my role and part of this group too is keeping people within the time oh, constraints. Father time. You knew this was happening. I was literally typing father time in the chat and I'm like, did I send it? And you were like, I waited patiently like- and everyone has jumped back in. <laughs> oh, yeah, LP, just yell at us. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, LP. I, well, that, that, that was, that's part of the problem. Well, LP, well, I, no, you know, if I, I, was, wanted, I wanted uh, to ask how did folks address Diversity within a writing writing group. Like y'all had some diversity in your writing group. Obviously, there's a range. My writing groups have always had a range, and then I've been in different writing groups and have a range. So, so how do you how do you address community? Because I know a lot of people who have been uh, BIPOC folks in MFA programs, and uh, when they try to write the stories of their lives, people uh, that, that doesn't align with with rugged individualism, and it doesn't align with a, a writing workshop that was meant to center straight white men. And the, did you know that the reason that people are silent during the Milford, uh, the Milford technique, what is it called? The Milford system, whatever mm-hmm. the one, yeah. uh, that the reason they're quiet is because there aren't enough opportunities for straight white men to shut the fuck up. So <laughs> that doesn't work for, for most of us. We have to try something different. And so I'm trying to see what are your thoughts on inclusivity and how do you create inclusivity in a writing group. We're going to go over. I'm sorry. Y'all waited too long to get to me. Hey, I've got questions. I've got answers actually no, no. on this one. And just on the time front, I'm saying, I was going to say, yeah, let's turn it good. over to questions at this point. So LP, that's a perfect question. So let's, let's answer the question. And if other people have questions, we can do that for a little bit longer. And then uh, we're going to call it uh, a time as my job is there. So there it do, is. Do we really have a time hack or is the room open? If you want to turn this into something that's not just us sitting around talking, then this, yes, there's a time limit. I'm going to tell you that right now. Anyway, let's move on. Answer the question. Here we go. Okay, for me, my background is I'm straight white guy, right? I come from a very conservative family, conservative states, communities, military community, right? For me to have the writing groups that I have, it's all planned, it is all intentional. This didn't happen by accident. I didn't become friends with Marshall or Will because they just happened to be standing next to me. It was intentional that I noticed that my circle of people looked just like me, thought just like me, reacted just like me. And at some point it bothered me. So when it came to writing groups, I needed someone to give me a perspective other than my own with my writing. If I'm going to be a writer who is inclusive, who is writing the other, who is writing characters who don't look like me and aren't like me, I have to have people in my life that can help guide me in those areas. Um, So I would say with writing groups and things like that, one, it has to be intentional who you bring in and why you're bringing them in. And two, if you're going to if you're going to be a reader of BIPOC items, you have to have a better understanding of where the author's coming from with some things and be able to, to see their point of view the way they see it rather than um, your lens of view. You have to be able to shift 
and be sensitive and things like that. Will, Marshall, LP, do you, you guys have an answer on that one? I'll go last. Marshall, I wasn't sure if you were going. Um, RJ, do you want to, you have your hand I was going to say, up. doesn't that just yeah. be us? RJ, go. RJ, go. Please. Yeah, I do want to step in because I, I remembered when we first were putting the group together, Will um, had, had written up a, you know, a sort of introduction, introductory email. And, and when a big part of it was like, you know, let's talk about the hard stuff. Like when it comes up, when things come up, um, let's, you know, keep, keep each other responsible and keep each other aware of any, you know, inherent biases that we have, anything like that. Let's talk about the hard stuff and not shy away from that. I think that that has helped a lot. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think it also goes back to what Nick said is that I try to be intentional with who um, I would like to share work with, who I would like to read their work and seek out so that we're not just coming from one frame of reference. And I think that is ever evolving, right? I think, um, you know, uh, we are always trying to uh, bring in people who are not like us, who can bring in a perspective different than ours. And I think that also just goes back to the podcast of why, you know, Marshall and Nick started it, why they brought me on. And then also why I wanted to bring Brent on is because we're really very for different perspectives. And while we have some commonalities that come in track, we are each going to give our own perspective. And the most important thing I think we can all do as human beings is really listen, you know, and course correct. So when someone gives you the, uh, the feedback of, Hey, uh, for me, I'm coming from someone who's, um, homosexual and those words that you just said um either trigger me or it brings up this and it doesn't come out right instead of getting defensive and this is why i put it in the email that i sent to everyone that we really need to go and have discussions about the hard things because all of us are going to have biases and we can't get defensive we have to just sit and ground ourselves and listen actively listen and listen with an open heart and really like learn and be better people. So that's really, you know, intentionality in being intentional in who you're inviting. And if you see a gap um, in your writing group, then that you all try to work together to bring in someone to fill in that. And with that, to really set the intention of listening, not being defensive and learning. The advice I give for that is, uh, one, uh, affinity groups are really helpful, which sounds kind of, uh, and when I say affinity groups, I say, I'm not saying if you're a white person, find yourself a group that's all white people and then you guys can workshop together. Um, the things that you have in common culturally with other people will resonate. So if Nick was like, oh, I'm in a, a veterans writing group, oh, that would be great because the people will understand some experiences that he has that other people won't have. Uh, I've had the opportunity to attend uh, Bona, rest in peace, uh, at Hurston Wright. Uh, looking forward to Lambda Literary one day so I can go write gay things and not explain the gay things that I write. Um, 
if you can find people who have at least some of your same identity points at the same time, you can have really great experiences where you're edified in a way that your peers who don't share those same cultural points uh, can be super helpful. That sentence didn't work. Uh, so like Makondo, uh, Kave Kanam, uh, 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 wait, Kundiman, <laughs> I got there, uh, Hurston Wright, Lambda Literary, um, Kimbilio, uh, or if your affinity is speculative fiction, Odyssey, Clarion, Clarion West, Futurescapes, uh, Viable Paradise, the one in Lawrence, Kansas, that is just for books, uh, <laughs> that Kids Johnson teaches that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, find the places where people are doing the things that you want to do and that share some aspects. Tiles Toolbox, thank you, that one too. Uh, find the places where people share interests or culture with you and whether or not you end up creating a writing space from that it will definitely uh give you permissions that you didn't know you were looking for yeah and the, the only thing i'm, I'm going to add to this because i don't currently have a writing group i have the podcast and i have the people that are here right now um and the the conversation that i had with nick when i first met him was probably the most I don't know how the best way to say this, the most energy I gave to just literally answering questions that a white dude I just met had for a black guy he just met on a beach with some beers. And I gave him hours and he bought the beers and I sat there and I answered questions and I was fully okay with that. Then I don't think I could do it now years have gone past and things have happened, but the Nick that I met then is not, he's the same guy now, but he is leaps and bounds more amazing um, because we actually had those tough conversations that you guys were talking about. Right. Um, And I think that's what like LP saying, you know, start with a place of commonality, you know, like, we ended up on this cruise boat together. We're talking about writing science fiction and fantasy. And then he asked me a couple questions like, am I going to answer this? Yeah. Okay. I'll answer this. Buy me a beer and I'll answer this question. And time went on and I could not, I haven't, I haven't, I don't, I, I can't imagine a day goes by where I don't text Nick about something. So that, that, that to me is part of my life now that I don't know if I would have ever had, it if I would have said, no, I don't want to answer that question. You know what I mean? Um, so it didn't happen on purpose, but at the same time, I'm really glad that it happened. I'm glad where we're at. So I got a little, I think I went off the question a little bit, but I'm going to leave it at that. I think that's great. And I guess, um, why don't we take a little bit and just open it up to anyone in our audience or who just wants to add anything, just raise your hand so we can go in order. Does anyone want to offer any insights or have any questions? We're about Don't to wrap we... up is why we saw he's saying that. Yeah. At least the formal part of it. Yeah. The formal podcast. We will. All right. I feel like I hope everyone had a good time listening to us. Just talk. I, I appreciate all of you being here. We weren't sure if we were actually going to uh, turn this into an actual podcast, but I think, I think it worked out really well. And if you didn't know, we actually recorded that audio, so I hope you're okay with that. If not, please let us know right now. <laughs> um, um, thanks, LP, for coming. We really <laughs> yes. appreciate you being here. We're super excited he could come. 
We miss you, Brent. Yeah, Brent. Much love to Brent. <laughs> Brent's writing that number one New York Times bestseller novella, so I'm ready for it. Waiting for it in my inbox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, Brent. Uh, we love Brent. And thanks to Writing Excuses, too, for letting us do this in their space and during their time to the story time. And the people that have no idea who we are, thanks for sticking around and listening to our conversation. Uh, we appreciate it, for sure. Check out the podcast. It's really good. <laughs> And this has been Just Keep Writing, a podcast for writers, by writers, to keep you writing. You can find us at justkeepwriting.org. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Feel free to reach out to any of us on our social medias, and please jump in our Just Keep Writing Discord channel. Links to all of that is in the show notes. Lastly, please support our show by going to patreon.com slash justkeepwriting. We offer daily writing prompts, early access to podcast episodes, and much more. Thanks for listening, and just keep writing.